Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today, coming from the French region of Canada, we have Christine Bernard. She supports parents who suffer from fibromyalgia, pain, exhaustion, overwhelm, and are struggling to cope with raising a family and self-care so that they can create the change they wish to see in their family. She is a heart-centered intuitive, certified emotional freedom technique master, and member of the Association of Emotional Freedom Techniques Professionals. She has also completed the Tolera Mastery Certification with outstanding performance in Journey of the Healer and Conscious Parenting Mastery Certification. It has been an essential part of her success in transforming her childhood hurts, as well as her relationship with herself and others. After teaching elementary school for almost 30 years, she finished with a burnout, chronic fatigue, major depression, fibromyalgia, weighing only 97 pounds, my gosh, Reynolds disease, and PTSD in 2017. By February 2018, things were so bad that she needed a sacro-lombar support to stand up, could not interact in a conversation for more than a couple of minutes, needed everything to be quiet, and the list goes on and on. When she found EFT in 2019 and later Tolera Energy Systems, her life changed completely. Her mental, emotional, physical, energetic, and spiritual health improved by leaps and bounds as she released many traumas, fears, including anger issues, her frustrations as a child, being herself, and so much more. You may wonder, how can anyone be afraid to be themselves? It's easy. We attach to an identity that is not our fundamental self expectations of others, the need to be loved by our parents, our siblings, as well as not feeling safe to be ourselves, just to name a few. In her opinion, being able to be supported where we feel safe enough to release the conscious and unconscious traumas and our old, old upbringing in some cases is essential to live in freedom and harmony in our lives and our families. As you can say, we have a guest of choice. Thank you, Christine, for being with us today. Welcome. Thank you, Gemma. It's an honor to be here on your show. Um, it's, it's just an honor. And I was like, is she talking about me? <laughs> totally understand yeah. the feeling. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, it's so, so good to be able to be ourselves, to step into our truth, our identity, our power, and this is what gave you back your life when you almost lost it. Yeah. There was this deep, deep yearning inside of me to not believe what I was being told, even though I was going with the motions and being tested for this and that and not getting results, really. So um, it's, it's very interesting how I was able to start listening to that voice deep down inside of me. 
which in essence became the, um, the trigger for me to become myself again. It brought me on that journey where when I woke up one Wednesday night, right in the middle of the night, and I had been waking up and it was like, join EFT, join EFT, like register for EFT. And I wouldn't do it. And that Wednesday night in February, I got, took my phone and I had the names Lindsay in my head. So I did online EFT Lindsay and two people showed up and I went with Deborah Lindsay and I'm so glad I went with her because she allows you to be yourself in there. And I needed that. I needed to be, I can only take courses where I'm allowed to be myself. Otherwise it's this closing in prison again, feeling that comes back up inside of me to help me release a bit more, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm excited um, to be able to hike again, to bike, to kayak, to help my parents out, uh, to, you know, name it, I can do it. I can have full days of work and still have some energy in the evening to do something. And I was sleeping 20 hours a day. That's a huge, huge difference. So when I think back at my story, how could, have, how could I have ended up there, right? You kind of wonder, like, how did I end up there? What happened to me? I mean, I had a university degree. How could I end up there? I mean, I was a smart person, right? <laughs> Aren't we all just smart women, smart men? But how do we end up at such a low point in our lives that even my beautiful children didn't want to see me anymore because I was such a mess, and I couldn't stay calm. I was such, my son will tell you, I was a neurotic mom at that point. And, and, and that, I mean, if he had told me that, then I would have broken down to even a million more pieces, right? Because it was like, no, I'm a great mom. But yes, that's where I'd gotten. I was so disconnected from my soul, from who I was. And as I got in this journey, I discovered that it all started actually even in my mom's womb where I have this memory now of how I just, um, it's, it's, you know how you see cartoons and they show an x-ray of the body and then they put these lines going out like this. That's the image I get. Like it's shocking. It's like, ah, <laughs> you know? And so what exactly happened in that moment to my mom for her to react with such, you know, fright or whatever it was. Um, today, I can tell you what she went through was in her life was 10 times worse than what I went through and maybe even more. So she was doing her best. But for me, with somebody who didn't have the critical thinking, you know, and as I was raised without, we don't have critical thinking before the age of seven. So everything that happens to us in those early years is so important. And it brings me to, I got to plug in, <laughs> which is literally, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm going to plug in. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Continue, continue, please. Yeah. So then, um, 
I disconnected from who I was. And, you know, some people are born in these beautiful families, loving and giving them lots of love, but not a codependent love. You know, there's a huge difference. And because of this codependent love and and this fear of not being loved that my mom had because of the way she was raised and everything, right? So I disconnected. And even more, like when I was 12, 14, when I would have these premonition dreams and I would say them at the table to share and my dad would say, well, that's impossible. But everything that I had dreamt and shared had actually happened with differently. Like if I would dream of a soccer game, we'd be playing hockey. Or if I dreamed about the hockey, we'd be playing soccer. You know, I mean, the seasons weren't the right, but the playing with neighbors, a whole bunch of neighbors had showed up. I had seen um, my dad. Oh, yeah, we had a control milk controller. People today probably don't know what that is, but somebody would come to the farm. Okay. And they would test, they would see how much each cow gave milk and then they would take samples of the milk to see the quality and everything so they were called milk controllers so this milk controller would come and people who are my age or older will remember this this is way back so anyway and um what they I had dreamt that he would break a test tube and that my dad would go and get and and tell him to get away otherwise he would kill him and I'm like what kind of a nightmare is that right so interestingly enough the next day the controller was there and he said something that upset my dad and he threatened to go get his gun and told him to get off his property so my dad could have quite an explosive personality right So my teenage years were my dad screaming and swearing and at me, go get the beep, beep and the beep, beep under the beep, beep behind the beep, beep. And then, and then you're like, okay, (laughs) I have no clue. And here you're going all stressed out, trying to figure out what he wants. First of all, what's that tool he wants and is it the right one? And then if you couldn't find it, well, of course he'd come and he'd add a bit more. So there was a lot of, uh, and that's just, you know, a little tip of the iceberg, but So I I really disconnected and it wasn't until I went to school, to college, so that I could leave home because there were no colleges. We were in the countryside. So that gave me hope. And then I joined an organization called Katimovic, which was really nice and got my bachelor's education, met people that were very different from my parents, right? Which was nice. But then... You know, I got married to someone who, um, I mean, he's the father of my children, right? My kids love him and that's okay. But I did not, being a people pleaser, I lost myself in there again. I completely lost myself, just like my mom had lost herself in the relationship with my dad. And because I couldn't um, take my place in the beginning when I started wanting to take my place, you know, uh, things it was too late end. because you already taught him how to treat you the way you yes. were seeing the relationship going. So there was no way to change that dynamic 
with him yeah. accepting to dial down and to treat you with love, respect, harmony, and, and all, all the honors that you deserve. Because when you started this relationship, you did not feel that you deserved the honor or the respect because you, you never saw that. You only saw this, this explosive um, behavior. And as you were growing into that, that was just your normal. So yeah. there was nothing wrong with that. It's familiar. It doesn't feel good, but it's familiar. Yeah. So when I started talking out, let's say you go to the restaurant, right? And you want pizza. Well, it's a perfect place to order exactly what you want on your pizza, isn't it? Let's do half with your meat and stuff. I want the vegetarian half. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, it became a fight <laughs> in the restaurant. <laughs> like just simple things like that. And it gets to a point where, you know, you've had enough. So, um, the people pleasing, uh, there was no more room for it anymore. I didn't want to be that person anymore. And I was starting to get to know myself and I got divorced at 42. And um, I wanted, my goal was to show my children that there were better options. But I had no idea the amount of healing I needed. I had no idea all the trauma that I needed to heal. And, you know, I continued and I, I met someone and we bought a house together and this was a narcissistic person. So I went from bad to, to, to worse, right? And that's when I got really sick because I had made that choice, right? So I was blaming myself. I was shaming myself. It was all that guilt that I could feel about my choices, but they weren't all conscious. You know, I was afraid to, I was so afraid and so stuck in my body, in my, in my mind, in my way of being. And, you know, um, my children are beautiful children, but of course they were raised with wounds because of how I was, because of how their dad was. And, and I'm not, sharing my story to blame anyone i'm sharing my story so that women who are out there and are in this situation can see that it's possible to to find the solution when you listen deep down inside of you and you put yourself first and that i still remember people telling me christine what does your heart say my heart I have no clue what my heart says. What is that? How do you listen to a heart? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. so there is a better answer to that. Oh, my heart said, boom, 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 <laughs> yeah. boom. And you feel like, yeah, sure. And now what? <laughs> exactly. So what do you do with that kind of information? How do you, you know, I didn't know because I had never listened to my heart because I had been a people pleaser. Why did I feel like I was in my own prison? Because I was trying to please everyone and there's no way you can please people anyway. So why try and please them? You might as well please yourself so that at the end of the day, you're at least happy to have pleased yourself. <laughs> because I mean, yes, you can please some people, but the point is that it's kind of like doing it for the wrong reasons. If it pleases both of you, then it's awesome. You will both, end up with a plus plus on the end. 
So from this uh, total despair <laughs> and this total, all, all the stuff that you mentioned earlier. So from 2017, 18 and in 2019. And then when I got rid of this person, I have to say the happiest day of my life. Okay. Was when I got rid of this narcissistic person and bought back the whole house. And that was the happiest day. I have never felt such joy in my life. Like I was happy to get divorced with the, 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 the father of my children. I was really happy and it felt really good, but I was codependent at that time, right? You have to remember, I was very codependent and very afraid to never be loved again because he was the only one who had showed love and, you know, it was in my mind, right? So you're going to say something. I want to let you share <laughs> something too. I want to say, you know, I, I, I cannot, I, I understand so, so well. And I remember those people who, when they hear, oh, I got divorced, they are here. Oh, and you're here. Hey, you know that it is the best news ever. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 What's that? So this is why nowadays, because I have also experienced two divorces, I can say one thing. When I hear someone telling me, yeah, I got divorced, I say high five. Yeah. High five. And the, or the other answer is, how do you feel about that? So that I may feel the same thing. Because sometimes yeah. it's an amazing news and sometimes it's the most desperating experience ever. And yes, if if you were in a relationship with somebody who cheated on you and cheating is not part of your values, well, it is devastating. So yes, I totally agree. It's super important to check in and see what it is that they want. But the, you know, I was still codependent though. <laughs> Even though I was super excited, I was still codependent because I hadn't done that exercise. It wasn't until 2019 when I took Dr. Shafali's course on uh, conscious parenting. And I did it to reparent myself because my kids weren't talking to me. Um, my father wasn't talking to me and I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to hear my parents anymore. I was like, I didn't even want to answer the phone unless I was grounded. Well, I mean, I was down to 97 pounds, right? I mean, there was nothing left of me really except bones and skin. There were no muscles left. I couldn't open lids anymore. I was too weak to open a container, whatever that was. So, um, I just needed to really understand this little Christine and reparent her so that she could, you know, just be in the moment. So I could just be in that moment, which further led me to my specialty is to help now people's inner child heal by showing them a love not by re-traumatizing them like there's nothing worse than that I had a psychologist that I loved and I went to see her and I was seeing her over and over to try and help me out of this mess that I was in but you know time was up and I had to leave and I had gone to her I said you know I have this memory when I was two my mom came in the house and I was crying my head off and she was afraid 
like, and I was starting to turn blue. So she was afraid I would die. So what did she do? Okay, here, take, I want you to look at this story from the two-year-old perspective, not from the mom perspective, to see how my brain interpreted the situation unconsciously, obviously today. And now I've, I've taken it apart. So my mom arrives, she picks me up, turns on the cold water and puts my head under the tap. So I would breathe again and stop crying. So this two-year-old who had just been traumatized by whatever had happened with the sitter was doubly, and then mom comes in. So I couldn't trust anymore, anyone anymore, could I? You couldn't even trust your mom. Well, it is. We are meaning-making machine as human beings with the brains that try to categorize everything. And indeed, during the seven first years of our life, the meaning we give can be very inaccurate, inaccurate, I would say. But still, this is the meaning we give and still we manifest and we create with our thoughts and the meaning we give to events. My God, I cannot imagine how scared she was and how un-understood you as a little two years old baby, you may have been not understood, not felt, not nothing, like punished, mm-hmm. punished. It's like, and you can't tell your story because you're two, no. right? You can't tell your story. You can't tell anyone what happened. You can't say what it is that they did that was not okay. It wasn't. And And I mean, I can't get confirmation from what I perceive happened. And so I'm not going to talk about it. But that perception was disgusting to me, like totally, totally. It's, it's disgusting. So and, and today, if you mention these people's names, I feel disgust, total disgust in me. So I know, so there's a part of me that believes that what happened was really awful. But I was in the, in the psychologist, psychologist's office telling this story and not aware of what was happening because I hadn't really taken, I hadn't even consciously seen that the fact that my mom had put my head under the water could have traumatized me as a little girl. Because everybody just laughed about the story. They'd say the story laughing. So I just thought it was funny like everybody else. Because, you know, I was a people pleaser to the extreme, right? <laughs> to quite an extreme. So anyway, so I was in I, I was in trauma mode and the meeting was over. There was somebody else at the door waiting for the next appointment. And she says, oh, are you good to go? Oh, yeah, of course I'm good to go. But I wasn't good to go because, you know, I just say what I want people want to hear used to used to used to so yeah so that really sent me in a deep thing however because of that that's where I discovered the EFT the emotional freedom techniques when you tap on the amygdala uh, the um, meridian points it calms the amygdala and then you can feel centered and grounded so that's where you know my journey to be me was about releasing that shame and that guilt of all those decisions I had made and all those perceptions because I couldn't forgive myself, which was very interesting. Well, I had been the victim forever, like for 50 some years. And to get out of victimhood meant also taking responsibility on my decisions 
and it was really challenging and it was a long journey like there's another memory that just came up was I was terrified terrified to get divorced because I kept having a dream that he would kill my kids so I couldn't do it I couldn't leave him because and can you imagine dreaming this over and over and you get up in the morning and you have to be you know it's it's crazy but that's what was going on so it was um yeah it was very very um it's interesting the life i had so now <laughs> so now yeah now it's a new girl we can close that door i've talked about it i'm good <laughs> so first question how yeah. much pounds do you weigh now oh i'm at least 124 i think So you have put on another 30 pounds about. Yeah. 25, yeah, yeah. 30 pounds. So now you feel like, okay, now you have some muscle. Now you have some energy. Now you can do an entire life. You have healed it all. What has been that shift in consciousness that allowed you to break free from that premonitory dream of your ex-husband killing your children and I mean, you said at one moment in time that within all that, that being locked in your body with no weight, no, no strength, no nothing, you just heard Lindsay and EFT and you just tried that online to see what pops up. Yes. So when I started the EFT training, the emotional freedom technique training, it was online so I could do it at my speed. But it was like, I would listen to one word, I would write it down. I would listen to the other word, and then I would write it down. So an hour course could take me, <laughs> I don't know how many hours. I didn't look at the time. I just did what I could. If I could do half a session, I did half a session. And I just did it. I became my client for me. And I knew at that point that I had trauma because I had been in uh, Nick Ortner's apps and and asked questions before he had the app and anyway and um so the suggestion was oh you need to see a therapist but I didn't know any EFT therapist and there was a part of me that I didn't trust therapists anymore because or a practitioner but because of what had been happening so I I I just so that's how I just started um healing myself and as I did that journey it was very intentional And I would learn the lesson and then I would apply it and apply it and apply it. And when I was ready for the next lesson and then apply that and heal another layer and layer, I could do up to six hours of therapy with myself <laughs> per day, some days and other days I didn't do any, but it was, there was this drive in me to, to move forward and to get out of where I was. It became stronger and stronger as I released the layers and layers of trauma that were within me. My perceived, that this little girl, how I perceived it has nothing to do with how I perceive life today. Today I can see possibilities, but back then I couldn't see them. I was not raised in an environment where you saw possibilities. I was raised in an environment where you just did what you were told and that's it. And how many of us is that? like millions and billions of people around the world. Too many. Too, Too many. many. 
So that is, I mean, your story is absolutely amazing. And the, the, the life you give to it when you say it is as well completely amazing. Now, just thinking that you were for 30 years a children teacher, that helps a lot to make it like super, super alive because you, you, you had this training before uh, getting sick. But the truth is that with the emotional freedom techniques that you have mastered, with many different ways of doing it, giving it your own twist. So now people can find you, Christine Bernat, online, efttransformation.com. Super simple. You just go on online, efttransformation.com. EFT is emotional freedom technique. Okay, the three first letters. Christine Bernat, B-E-R-N-A-T. Or Bernat, as we say in French. (laughs) Yes. So that is essential so also in the description of this episode you have all the links to just click in there so do not hesitate go in the description click in there and christine when and if you update your links please let me know so that i update it even 10 years from now you never know when someone is listening to you it doesn't matter what matters is that you listening you reach out now because now is the right time. You know why? Because when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Christine is your teacher. Reach out. Thank you, Gemma. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank and I'm so, so grateful to have had the absolute honor and chance yeah. to have you on the show. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm honored to have met you and we've had been able to exchange together and it's been just a delight thank you amazing and we have a book that you published so that's the smile of that or that smile that smile smile le sourire de papa so i work in both languages french and english and Mm. what's really cool about this book is that you get to learn some you get to do some eft with your child because the Little the character Alex te- is taught how to do EFT. Just a sec, put it in front of me. There we go. And and you can do it with them. So it's an excellent bedtime story for you and your children, so that they can release the stress from the day, and you can change the word sadness to whatever the emotion they're feeling, and have them release that before they go to bed and sleep better. So I had a a client write, a grandma write and say, Christine, it's wonderful. I thought, yes, (laughs) that's what the intention behind this book was. That story is. And that is a physical book with comics and drawing inside to really show what to do. And that also speaks to the children who cannot fully, completely read and understand yet, but they can follow along with their parents or even alone. Yes. Yes. The pictures are and very clear. I just saw them very clear. Yes. And, and, and they can also get the ebook version where you That's so flip cool. the pages. <laughs> That's really cool. And That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Christine, such an honor. Thank you again. And let's talk again very soon. Thank you. Yes, of course.